Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the RAA podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Jack Sherry. Jack is a financial advisor, news and investment news columnist. He is an EVP, a chief growth officer, a life yield principal. He has been the co-chair of the Investment News Future of Advice Initiative. He's a patent holder for advisory programs. He's the host of the podcast, Wealth Tech on Deck. Jack, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Glad to be here, Seth. Thank you. Let's go. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time just a little bit. You've had a long and storied career. How'd you get started in the business? I was a tennis pro and I uh, knew how to explain complex things in front of a crowd. And I became a wholesaler, therefore, way back when uh, as an annuity wholesaler. I know you're up in Buffalo, New York, used to cover upstate New York and uh, was a wholesaler uh, of annuities to start. Later became national sales manager at Dean Witter. Uh, in the way back when, 80s, I guess it was, and then later became uh, national sales manager at Putnam Investments in the 90s, later Phoenix Investment Partners, which is now known as Virtus Investment Partners. So my background is around helping advisors do more and better business. Today, I'm a principal at Lifefield, and our software helps advisors and their clients uh, have more money. Well, let's talk about that and all of the other things that you are up to. So tell us a little bit about Life Yield and what it does. Sure. So we are uh, the Intel inside for a lot of the major firms that you uh, know by name, uh, Merrill and JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley, Ameriprise, many others. So we're the, uh, that in, often you won't see our name because we're private labeled, but essentially what we do is look across multiple accounts suggest the optimal sequence of withdrawal with taxes and mines. Everything we we do is around taxes, minimizing taxes, because that's the single biggest drag on investment returns uh, or after tax re- investment returns. So we do that for uh, many of the major firms um, uh, and a lot of annuity companies. We also have a social security optimization tool. 100,000 advisors use our tool. And again, what it does is it shows advisors how to show their clients how to have more money in retirement. So it's all about more money in retirement by tax savings and social security optimization. That's absolutely incredible and obviously much needed and well-loved based on your user base. How did LifeYield get started? 15 years ago, uh, three founders, uh, Mark Hoffman, Michael Benedict, and Paul Samuelson, his dad, Paul Samuelson is the Nobel laureate, started the MIT economics department way, department way back when. Paul is uh, of my vintage. Uh, his dad uh, advised five presidents, so smarts runs in the family. Larry Summers, his cousin, they got a lot of Nobel laureates in their family. So Paul came up with the idea of how to manage multiple accounts 15 years ago. And our first client was Franklin Templeton, still an important client of ours today. And over time, added many more clients. But essentially what we do is we empower the firms to empower advisors to help their clients have more money over time by managing taxes and, again, minimizing Social Security and doing that in an optimal, dynamic, coordinated way. And what's you? What do you do? What I mean, I know you, you wear a couple of different hats. What is your, quote unquote, official role at Life Yield? Basically, uh, I'm uh, I'm a hunter. 
uh, I get us in the door at these major firms. Uh, we're working also with a lot of firms like Orion and Vestnet, so not just the the warehouse firms. We work uh, and partner with uh, many other kinds of firms. Essentially, what we do is uh, we become part of a tech stack. When you work with any of the firms mentioned, uh, we empower that. So I, I guess essentially, I get us in the door. I'm the hunter, and I work with colleagues that then uh, both. Uh, engineers as well as sales folks and many others. I also essentially am the chief marketing officer. So all the stuff you mentioned earlier, podcast, I write, a, I write columns. It's really spreading the word around how to, how to improve those outcomes. How did your role come about at Investment News and FA Magazine? Basically, I offered to write a column and they liked it. And, uh, <laughs> and they basically... This is sad to say, but it's true. Uh, at so many of the publications in our industry today, they really don't do a good job. So uh, we've gotten in the publishing business. So as long as I don't do too much commercial, and if you read any of my articles, you'll read about how to do a better job. We we may be mentioned, but it's offhanded. We're just really talking about how you really develop an ecosystem, how you build a tech stack to to improve outcomes. So we don't do we don't have to do a commercial because if you're going to do it right, you're going to find us and you're going to work with us. So we don't really do it, have to play the commercial game. We just talk about how to do better for the client, better for the advisor and better for the firm. And so uh so far so good. We're uh, we're a leader in our in our segment. Well congratulations on that. What do you think some of the biggest mistakes advisors are making when it comes to trying to help their clients get more out of their money? Really, what it comes down to, we I grew up, I've, I've been at this, in this business for years and been talking to advisors that whole time. The tendency is to focus on single products. I'll, I'll pick on direct indexing. It's a great product, but it's a product. It's not a solution. And really what it's really the future is about and what everyone's spending literally billions of dollars figuring out and trying to develop is how do you coordinate all that? How do you have it all work together to improve outcome? I'm a big fan of direct indexing as an example, but it's part of a larger picture. And typically the investor, as you well know, shows up with lots of different products, lots of different advisors, lots of different strategies, but no coherent uh, real strategy, overarching strategy. So I think the biggest mistake is, it's not so much a mistake, the biggest opportunity, I should say, is for advisors to show benefit, to consolidate with them because they can do a better job after tax, consistent with risk and improving outcome. That's really where the future of our business is going. Absolutely. Jack, you're at the forefront of everything that's going on in our industry. What are some trends that you see coming and how are they going to affect us? Well, I'll look at a firm like Morgan Stanley, which kind of leads the pack right now. What they've been working on for quite some time is is uh, pulling it all together to manage the full household in a, in a comprehensive way. Now, they started on the wealth management side. They have significant capabilities. It's all around risk, which they use BlackRock's lead. It's all around tax. They use Lifefield. And it's all around managing the full household and improving outcome. Of late, they've been investing in by buying and merging uh, with uh, the workplace retirement side. So they did a deal with Solium. They did a deal with E-Trade. Uh, they have deals with Empower and Bestwell. So what they're doing is building a workplace retirement side at the same time. They built a, a wealth management side. That convergence is the trend, is how do you bring those two together? Now, why are they going after the workplace? Because frankly, that's where investors participants start. They start in the workplace. That is the training wheels. That's the the Ellis Island, if you will, of, of, of our industry. That's where you learn how to invest. And increasingly, firms like Empower, Investwell, and many others, Morgan Stanley, they're training these folks because they want them to stick around. And then they matriculate up to what's going on in the 
on the wealth management side. So it's fascinating to see it's happening across the industry. You see big firms like Edward Jones and Power, Vestwell are making moves in this regard. You're also seeing um, a lot of the other firms making attempts at this, but the challenge is this costs big money to do what I'm describing. It's being spent now. A lot of people trying to figure it out. Uh, stay tuned. It's, it's pretty exciting times for our industry. Absolutely. How do you see AI affecting the business? You know, AI is one of those distractions, frankly. We talk about it as if it's real. It's it's a couple of initials and a, and a notion. I, I follow it, trying to figure it out. From what I understand, Morgan Stanley is a good example. They they were the original, the chat GPT, they were the original financial services client. They've been talking to them for a year. None of that is in what they're doing today. At some point, that will get figured out. There's lots of challenges and issues. My suspicion is it will become important by in terms of just the data being made available readily, where you can then compute and then determine what's the next, what's the optimal sequence of withdrawal, what's the optimal next best trade, all those sorts of things. But you can only do it by having it all together. So the asset consolidation game is well underway. That's what's happening today. ChatGPT and AI and all the rest of it will then, how do I improve the outcome? Another key trend that we haven't talked about is that is to be able to quantify the benefit fit in dollars and cents because people don't understand what I'm describing. If you, I'm talking to my uh, parents, they, they don't know what I'm talking about. Your parents, they don't know. They don't understand. But they do understand that, say, on the Social Security, our Social Security tool averages about $180,000 of improved outcome. They understand that over the coming 10 years, and they want that. Oh, by the way, that leads to the next question they ask, which is, what do I do with my rollovers? And we can talk about that and show by putting a qualified account and a taxable account together, asset location, here's how much more money you have for that million dollar household. That's another over time. It's it's hundreds of thousands of dollars of benefit. So all that is coming, but it has to be quantified in dollars and cents because at the end of the day, most people don't know what we're talking about. And as an industry, we got to get better at speaking English. I think the whole AI thing will help in that regard, but I think it's further down the road than today. You are absolutely right about that. You have been a contributor um, to two of the biggest publications in the industry. What's the most interesting story you've ever written about? Actually, the one that got the biggest uh, play was at F- uh, FA Mag, Financial Advisor Magazine. It was the end of last year, December 16th. Uh, Who will be the first Amazon of financial advice? And 25,000 advisors have read that article. It's their most popular article last year. And the four firms I identified, and, and that keeps changing because the things are evolving, but the four firms identified were Morgan Stanley, Edward Jones, Empower, and Franklin Templeton. All are doing really interesting, really cool stuff. Much more to come. None of them are at the finish line. They're more they're closer to the starting line, but they're spending on this comprehensive ecosystem kind of approach I've been describing. I added Wells Fargo. They just came out with a wicked cool uh, uh, widget, really, uh, where you can actually run your money on your phone. Uh, so check it out. It's a life sync. It's another cool, I've sort of added them to the list. I plan to add more, but what I'm encouraging, what I try to do between the articles and the podcasts and all that I do is how do I encourage people to do the right things for, so people have more money at the end of the day? That includes, by the way, not just clients, but advisors who advise them because when they do a good job, they make more money too. Absolutely. How did the podcast come about? Actually, funny story. Uh, some of the listeners may know Judd Mackerel. He was the former CMO at at Carson Group, a good friend. Uh, he started a business uh, around podcasts and su- suggested I do one. He's done some marketing work for us over time. And one of my colleagues, Harry Bartle, said, but Jack, you're not a millennial. And so um, in any event, and I am not a millennial for those that uh, may not uh, may think otherwise, 
Uh, but basically, we started it uh, as something as a way to look at strategy, look at way innovation, the way the world is going. We've done uh, over 100 podcasts over the past two years. We've got 12,000 people who have listened so far, 23,000 downloads. It's become popular because we're talking about strategy and back to what's sort of missing in the in the uh, the financial services world, which is really good content uh, from magazines as as we've known them. It's become kind of the place where people that are trying to build the, the future come to listen to what their peers and competitors are doing. So it's become very popular. We j- tend to uh, invite CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and also the people that are building the platforms that are underway. So check it out. It's uh, Wealth Tech, at, and you can check it out at lifefield.com. Awesome. We will send everybody there as well. We know your time is greatly valuable. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, For an old guy, and I hate to admit it, but I am that, uh, I get to have fun every day. So um, I get to be creative. I get to be innovative. I get to uh, do a lot of training. I also teach at Babson College, and I teach actually the art of persuasion. So I, I am full of energy around helping people do more and better business, something I started many years ago as a wholesaler is uh, how do I help the people I work with do more and better business? That's a beautiful thing. For our folks watching or listening, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you, the podcast, Life Yield, and all things Jack Sherry? Yeah, Jack Sherry at lifeyield.com. Check it out. All right. This has been Seth Green for the RIA Podcast with Jack Sherry. Jack, thanks again for your time. My pleasure. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. 49 Faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.